there, and welcome back to another episode of Heart to Health Talk. I am Zizit, and I'll be your host for our second series on adulting. Has anyone ever told you, sit up straight, don't slouch, don't always look down at your phone? Well, I certainly have. Thanks, mom. It's not good to have poor posture, and you really should stop dragging your feet when you walk. But is bad posture really that problematic, though? The thing about posture is that by the time we reach this age, we don't really think about it. Maybe we were chided about it when we were younger, and that nagging fell on dead ears. And now, your poor posture is pretty much inevitable. And while we might not really find it a problem now, some can already start to feel the effects. A sore back after hunching over a K-drama on your phone, a neck that feels stiff after a day of leaning over your laptop at the office, pains that may go, oh my gosh, I'm growing old. So. How then can we identify this poor posture? And how can we reduce this aches of growing older into adulting? Well, today we have with us Mr. Patrick Kerr to tell us more about posture. Mr. Patrick Kerr is a Senior Principal Occupational Therapist and Director of the Postgraduate Allied Health Institute at the Singapore General Hospital. His clinical areas of focus include ergonomics, upper limb rehab and work rehab. Internationally, he's the President of the Asia-Pacific Occupational Therapy Regional Group. Patrick has also always been passionate in the development and promotion of the occupational therapy profession in Singapore and internationally. Hi Patrick, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi Zizing, thank you for having me here. I hope I'll be sharing tips that will be beneficial to your audience. So to start off, right, I feel like we are always hearing about bad posture and like how we should always sit up better. Mm. And is poor posture just about sitting badly? How do you exactly define posture? Posture is really the position that we are taught when we are working. Uh, it's not just this thing, so standing posture, lying posture, so the position that you adopt, so it can be any position. We talk about, uh, later we'll discuss about whether it's sitting better or standing better, because the different position or the different posture that we adopt will affect the amount of pressure acting on our muscular system, acting on our spinal system, for example. So the posture that we adopt then is important when we are doing any activities, because we want to minimize the amount of stress on our body. And posture will determine the amount of stress, the amount of force that's acting on our body. And when we have excessive stress on our muscular system, then the rate of getting this pain will increase over time. Of course, posture is only one aspect. There are other factors involved as well. Like how often do you adopt that poor posture? Because awkward posture for a very short duration is not going to cause any harm. But if you are in the workstation for like four, six hours at one go, or you are in an awkward posture, then yes, your muscular system will go through a lot of stress because of that long duration. The frequency, how often do you adopt that profile? So it's a combination of these factors. And of course, there is also the personal factor, whether are you physically fit or not? Is your muscular system strong? Are they flexible? Because um, if you are all day in the sedentary position, you don't exercise much, the muscles are weaker, and that makes you more prone to getting all these injuries. So posture is not necessarily only relevant when you're not moving, but it's also like when you're walking, how you position yourself and all that, is it? We're generally more concerned about static posture, basically the position when you're working. Uh, especially these days where a lot of work actually done uh, in a very stationary position. So we are very concerned about that static position that you adopted. Uh, in that position because of that duration and also the frequency. I see, I see. So just to start off, what exactly are the benefits of good posture? Um, so I think it's important for us to maintain good posture because 
the posture that you adopt will affect the amount of stress acting on your muscular system, the amount of pressure on your disc of the spine. So if you do not observe good posture over time, there's a cumulative effect, the muscles get more tense, the disc is in a constantly stressed position, and that increases the rate of degeneration of the disc, and then over a long period of time, that is when a lot of these musculoskeletal disorders will set in. When you have all these disorders, you experience pain, and when you have pain, it's going to affect your work activities, your leisure activities, things that you do daily. And then a long period of time, you cannot engage in all these uh, activities, it's going to affect your quality of life as well. So that's why it's very important that we actually maintain this good posture. Of course, posture is only one aspect. It's also important then to look at the other aspect as well. Mm. I think one benefit of good posture is also people look better, right? When they're having better posture. But yes, certainly. Yeah, so we compare some who is more upright, probably give the impression that they're yeah, more charismatic or more confident for yourself. Yeah, so, so there is multiple dimensions besides that physical postural on the body system. This really makes me motivated to have better posture. <laughs> I want to ask, like, is having poor posture really that bad? Uh, yes, so because of the increased force acting on our knees or on the muscular system, the occurrence of aches and pain, basically a broad term for muscular skeletal disorders. So if you adopt poor posture for a long period of time, then your muscles can be more tense and pain can affect our daily activities, can affect our work activities and leisure activities as well. Uh, so preventing them is actually a very important aspect of maintaining a good quality of life. And also, there's a cumulative effect. So a lot of young people, they may not experience aches and pain now. But because of this cumulative effect over time, you know, as, as they grow older, uh, the muscles may not be as strong as when they are young, they may not be as flexible. So then they may begin to then experience a lot of all this discomfort. So it's really starting early, uh, getting the right habit, the right working postures. I see. So apart from pain, is there any mobility issues that come from having poor posture? Yes, so once you have a lot of pain, it can affect your mobility. Most activities involve us either in sitting or standing or walking. So when you have pain, it's going to affect your ability to engage in a lot of these meaningful activities. There's something that I'm quite curious about. Because recently I read this article that was going around, talking about how there was a spike growing up from the base of our skull due to our downward texting position. Do you know if this is true? And can poor posture really reshape our bones? Yeah, so theoretically, if you look at the activities that we engage now, a lot of us are using handphone, tablet, and if you just take the MRT, you look at people most of the time, their neck and the bent flex position. So in that position, the, the center of gravity is now forward. So the muscles have to work harder to support the hip. And if you adopt that for a long period of time, and you're doing that every day, this is constantly at a greater stress position. Muscles in this constantly strained and tense position. And when muscles are strained, Constantly contracted, the nodules in the muscles are more tense, and that is when a person may begin to experience pain. I see. Yeah, I think among my friends, there's a lot of people who are already complaining that they always feel this pain between their head and their neck, and there's nothing that can really do to make you feel better about it. Yeah, so it's really a combination. Yeah, so the, the static position, let's say when the neck is constantly downwards, your muscles are in a constantly tense, contracted position. Without no active movement regularly, the blood flow to the muscle reduces. You get accumulation of waste products in the muscle. The muscles become very tense. Yeah, that's when you begin to pain. So it's really that inactivity of the static awkward posture over a long duration of time, and that is being done frequently on a daily basis, that has that cumulative effect. Mm. And 
I understand that this activity of being in a static position and not moving is something that's a little bit more prevalent among young people. Do you see an increase in young adults coming down to your practice? Well, most of our patients are still in the older age group, but I think part of the reason is because when they're very young, you don't experience this so much. And um, in general, I think the pain tolerance, most young people also don't really seek professional advice. So I don't really see a very high percentage of young people uh, in the clinic. Uh, although there are, uh, whether there's a trend or not, younger people are not too sure. But certainly if you're looking at all these strain injuries, there are a lot more now compared to say 10, 20 years ago. And I think one of the contributing factors, yes, could be because uh, a lot of activities now tend to be a lot more static, more stationary. So in the study that I did in the early 2000, where I looked at the prevalence of muscular skeletal disorders among young adults, so mostly from the 20 to the 40 age group, and in that survey itself, 7 in 10, or 73% of the office that were surveyed complain of having aches and pain in at least one body part. Guess which body part? I would guess perhaps the neck or the shoulders. Okay, and you're right, okay. So neck, shoulder, and the back are the three most commonly uh, reported areas. And why is this so? Okay, so if you look at working on the computer, what is the typical posture that we adopt? So the time in a sitting position, if your keyboard or your screen are not at the right height, the shoulders tend to be elevated. So your shoulder muscles are more contracted and more tense, right? If uh, your screen is not at the right height, you may be looking down too much or you may be looking up too much, then it causes a lot more strain. So neck and shoulder are the two most problematic areas, especially if you do more office work or, or gaming work. Or, and of course, the back as well, because again, the posture that you adopt will affect the amount of stress acting on your lower spine. You mentioned earlier about how Depending on how people use their laptop at the office or how they use their different tablets, then there might be an increase in poor posture. So I was wondering, does the usage of technology change the posture of people? Yes, certainly. For example, handphone. Okay. How do you read the text when you look at the screen? What posture will you adopt when you're looking at the screen of your handphone? Typically, we'll be looking downwards. Okay, so when the neck is constantly in a downward position, the pressure on the spine increases. Okay, the muscles around the neck and the shoulder area tend to be also very tense. Right? And again, as I mentioned earlier, when this is done over a long period of time and frequently then, that risk increases. So the posture that we adopt affects the amount of compression force on the disc. So in the study that was done many, many years ago, when they look at the effects of posture on our disc, our spine, um, in this study, they actually look at someone who is in a standing position. The pressure on the spine is at 100% in the what happens when you lie down? Okay, that pressure is a lot lower. Unfortunately, most of the activities that we engage in not in lying, but rather in sitting or standing. So what happens in sitting? In the study, they look at a sitting in upright position. The pressure now is higher compared to standing at about 1.4 times. And that's because when we sit, I become a little bit more curved. So the pressure is a bit higher. And then what happens when you slouch? The pressure is even higher at about 1.9 times that standing. So it's very important that we actually do not stop. What happens when you sit upright? The muscles go very hard to maintain this posture. So sitting upright, although the pressure is lower on the spine, but your muscles are working very hard to maintain this posture. So sitting upright may not be the best advice if your back is not supported. So what then is actually a better position? So if you look at this other slide here, we should look again at 
how the heat angle will affect the amount of pressure on the spine as well as the amount of muscle that's contracted. So at 90 degrees, the pressure on the spine is still actually fairly high. What happens when you recline backward? The pressure actually reduces and the muscles are also more relaxed. So that's why having a good chair is important if you need to adopt the sitting position for a long period of time. Yeah, because it allows you to keep your back fully supported. So to clarify, it's better to have a chair that allows you to, to recline back as opposed to sitting up straight like that. That's right. Because sitting up straight at, uh, with your hip at 90 degrees, the pressure on the spine is too high and your muscles have to work so harder to maintain the posture. Whereas as you recline, so at your hip angle at about 100 to 110 degrees, both the pressure on the spine reduces and also the muscles are more relaxed. So having a chair with a back support that allows you to recline back slightly is actually a lot better. Hmm. I think that's quite interesting because usually we think that sitting up straight is the correct posture or like it makes you look more confident, it makes you look more focused. But now that you mentioned, huh, I think it might be more comfortable to recline backwards. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it's actually important to, be, to feel comfortable as well. Yeah, So reclining backwards slightly actually makes you a bit more comfortable Yeah, and also reduces the amount of stress on your wrist. Yeah, but of course, not too far back. Okay, because if you recline too far backward, then what happens to the neck? The neck will be bending too much forward. So the stress now transfers to your shoulder and neck. So ideally, just a slight recline of 100 to 110 degrees will do. Too much uh, recline is actually not good as well because it transfers the problem to other parts of your body. This is quite interesting. And earlier you mentioned how like when we're using our phone, we're usually looking with our heads down. And I think you can really see that when you're taking the MRT during rush hour, right? Because everybody will be looking down at their phone, texting, even though there's no space and put even more pressure on their necks, right? And also you mentioned something about static posture, right? Yeah, and how that's more worrying. And I'm wondering, with this increase of sedentary behaviour among young people and among office workers in general, does it lead to an increase in problem of uh, poor posture also? And if you are in a poor posture, is it better if you're in a poor posture, but it's interrupted, as opposed to having a good posture all the time? Um, yes. That's why the duration plays a very important part. So posture is only one aspect. Okay? So you combine posture with the duration and the frequency and plus of course the, when you're in poor posture, there's a greater internal force setting on your body structure. So the effects of that is actually higher. Any posture that you're adopting for a long period of time is actually not good. So you need to actually have a variation. You need to actually take a break from that static posture. So taking a break, you know, that's just getting out, you know, to the kitchen, take a drink. So that movement is very, very important because a movement causes your muscles to move. So you're in a more dynamic position. When your muscles contract and relax, you improve blood circulation to the muscular system. So you prevent the tension from building up. So having uh, stretch breaks, a change of that posture is actually very important. Which is why normally we advise for people who work alternate between standing and sitting, it would be more ideal compared to a constantly sitting position. I'm wondering, right? Because I hear from my parents that in their time, they had better posture and it was because their parents, which were my grandparents, would teach them to have better posture. I'm wondering, like for the generation of young people nowadays, do we have poor posture because our parents are unable to be that role models for us? This is a stretch, I understand. But I was wondering, with the interaction of technology, and now the way we work and the way we relax is totally different. And when we see our parents working and relaxing, they're also having not-so-good postures. Is there any link or any studies that have shown this? Um, 
not aware of any studies that address this issue, but I think uh, one of the possible reasons could be because of the nature of the activity is very different. I think if you look at our parents' generation, there are a lot more movement involved in, in the activity that they do. Yeah, so I think dynamic movement uh, is a lot better compared to a static position. Yeah, so a lot of activities that we do now tend to be very static in nature. So working on your computer, looking at your, your keyboard and tablet, for example, are, are very static. So as I mentioned earlier already, so static position increases the, the build-up of the waste product in your muscles, it builds up the tension in your muscles. Uh, as you can see in this slide over here, there is also the individual factor. Because two persons adopting the same work posture may not have the same effects. Why? Because of the individual factor, and these individual factors involve like the strength and flexibility. Okay, so someone who is very active, who also exercises regularly, versus someone who don't exercise at all, and then they do the same kind of work, the chances of them getting the disorder would vary. Hmm. So speaking of exercise, I think we're moving on to the idea of how we can improve our posture. How does exercise actually contribute to a better posture? So exercises, there are two. Okay, so there are stretching exercises that would improve your flexibility. So it makes your muscles more flexible. And when your muscles and tendons are more flexible, you're able to actually, in a sense, prevent a, a sudden strain, for example. And when your muscles are flexible, the chances of the injury to the muscles and tendons are actually lower compared to someone who has very stiff, tense muscles. And then there's also strengthening exercises because when your muscles are stronger, you are able to restrain a higher force acting on your muscles. And also with stronger muscles, the amount of stress acting on your tendons, acting on your joints are a lot lower. So basically, you're able to, um, in a sense, work longer before fatigue. Mm. I think these exercises are something that's quite doable because a lot of people are already going to the gym and they're like doing a lot of muscle strengthening exercises. One of the key things that I hear you speaking about is about how we can change our chair, we can change the height of our desktop and everything. But the thing about ergonomics is I feel it's something that requires you to have some money, right? I think that is over the misconception. A good chair may not cost very much. So you're looking at a chair that fits your body when you're working. Okay, so a chair with some form of adjustability will be good. Okay, so basically, you want a chair that supports your back, that is not too big for you. Okay, so you want a seat that is not too deep because when your chair is very big, then it doesn't allow the person to lean back comfortably on the chair. So basically, it's choosing the right size that fits your, your body size. And a good chair that uh, basically is in relation to the workstation. So it's actually the position that adjust the workstation rather than having very costly products to improve the economics. Yes. So one chair that's been pretty popular recently is the Secret Lab office chair. And that costs a lot. Of course, there are some very good chairs that because of the a lot and the features and adjustability to it, that may cost more. But you need not spend a lot of money to get a good ergonomic chair. But still, as a student or as a young adult that's entering the workforce as a fresh graduate or a new recruit in the office, I feel like it might be difficult to try to change the environment that you're working in. So what are some tips you would give people like this? Okay, so it's actually making the effort to make the adjustment, how you actually place the computer. So most office would provide you with the necessary equipment. For example, where you place the keyboard. Okay, so you want to place the keyboard in such a position 
where your forearms are actually supported when you're working. So if your keyboard is placed at the edge of the table, then your forearms are not supported, your shoulders have to work harder to carry the weight of your arms. Right? Whereas if two-thirds of your forearms are supported, then your shoulders are more relaxed. But having said that, it also means that you need to adjust the height of the chair. Most of his chairs are height adjustable. So you adjust chair height such that your elbow or your forearm are supported on the desk, and your shoulders are relaxed. And then take some time to adjust the height of the monitor such that the top of the screen is at your eye level. So most of the time, it's really just involved a readjustment or place the right position of the equipment rather than having to spend money. I think what the important things uh, adjust the height of the chair, adjust the back of the chair so that you are actually having your back fully supported when you're seated, and then have your forearms supported on the desk and your shoulders relaxed when you're typing. So just making simple or minor adjustments to where your keyboard position are, where your screen are, would actually make significant difference. And then of course, then taking like regular breaks from that position. So do not stay seated uh, for long duration time in that position, because even though it may be a good posture, but if you remain in a long position, your body muscles will still tense up. So having movement, I think is a key aspect, and that doesn't cost you money. Yeah, so taking uh, breaks to do some stretching exercises would be helpful. Yeah, so uh, regular stretching breaks provide some relief in tension building up. Yeah, so regular stretching or just standing up. And if you have offices that provides a high adjustable table, then alternating between seating and standing would be good because that again relieves of pressure off your spine and then be a bit more mindful about the way you hold your handphone when you're looking at the screen. Right, so like for example, bring this the handphone a bit higher so that your neck is not bent forward. And if uh, let's say in the Zoom session, for example, uh, if you're using tablet, then rather than looking downwards at the tablet all the time, maybe you want to elevate the, the tablet by placing it on a, on a holder so that your neck is not bending forward so much. So these are little tips that doesn't really cost any money, right? So, I think all this tips is very useful. But one thing that I was also thinking of was that. Um, posture seems to be a very conscious effort that you have to put thought into it. From adjusting your environment to making the conscious effort to, okay, I gotta get up to like stretch for a bit every hour or something. And how can we reframe this thinking that, that posture is something that is necessary and not something that is just good to have? Do you have any tips on this? Yeah, so I think we need to cultivate the habit. I think education forms a part. So knowing the effects you know, or, or the consequences of this awkward posture in the long term, and then if you can start early, that would be important. So I think education, uh, increasing the awareness are all very important. Thank you so much. I think during this conversation, it also made me like consciously like, oh, I better sit up straight, better have better posture. It has been really useful. Thank you so much. So we've come to the end of our conversation for today. However, before we end this conversation, it's time for some rapid-fire questions. So every episode, we ask the guests three questions related to health for the guests to share some last bits of wisdom on health. Are you ready? In one line, what does health mean to you? Health, well, I think um, being able to do things that is meaningful to you. And what is one bad health habit that you would like to get rid of? I hope I can exercising more. Yeah. Alright, then the last question is, what is one health habit that you would swear by? I think staying happy is important because health is not just physical, but also the mental and psychological aspect. Certainly, I fully agree. I think having stress also makes you tense up your shoulders and makes you have poor posture, right? Yes, yes. Alright, I hope you, you do stay happy. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks so much. We've come to the end of the conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I think it's quite interesting because posture is not just about slouching or sitting badly, but it's really more of the whole consideration of how you are positioning yourself and it affects both your muscle and your bone. So I thought that was quite interesting. So originally, I felt that posture was something that I could not change because it required me to change the environment. But after listening to Patrick talk, I realized that there was a lot of things and a lot of like small changes that I could make. And interestingly, a lot of these things were actually very relevant to our previous episode on sedentary behavior as well. So for our listeners who have listened to the episode on sedentary behavior, I think there's a lot of takeaways from both episodes that is very relevant and is something that could help you to improve your life and make you feel less old since you'll feel less pain. And I think the most interesting thing that we can take away from this would be the fact that sitting up straight is not in fact the best posture. And instead, reclining backwards to about, about 100 degrees is something that is better for your spine and better for managing the pains that you have. If you want to find out more about having better posture or join the conversation, follow us on our social media platforms at Heart to Health Talk. That's at Heart to Health Talk, where additional resources and nuggets of wisdom can be found. Hope to catch you on our next episode. Bye!